you're tuned to The Trail Show. Get on the trail! Long-time listener, first-time caller. Arriba, 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 tota! It's The Trail Show. Bam! Ah! Featuring Lawton Disco Grinter. Never slap a man who's chewing tobacco. Felicia P.O.D. Hermosillo. I'm against historical trash. Mike Dilo DiLorenzo. Embrace the brutality. Daniel Out of Order Alvarez. What's up, Trail Show? And now broadcasting live from Boulder, Colorado, it's The Trail Show. Coming to you live from the Bobby Stanton Studio in various historic Colorado, Vermont, South Carolina, and California beer districts. This is The Trail Show. The Trail Show is the longest-running monthly hiking podcast on the planet. We are on the air and everywhere and heard worldwide on all your favorite apps and at thetrailshow.com. If you're not already on the Trail Show mailing list, you should be. Subscribe now at thetrailshow.com. All right, folks, most of you are in the throes of a bomb cyclone or a polar vortex or a terrible blizzard, and we send wishes of warmth and summer campfires your way. P.O.D., what is on the Trail Show menu tonight? Uh, looks like a lot of good stuff, and surprisingly, in January, in the middle of a polar vortex, I actually have four actual news items that I have copied and pasted from the internet and have not read yet, so that is exciting. All right, my favorite segment here on the show. It's Mike DiLorenzo's Beer of the Month. Dilo, take it away. What am I drinking this month? I am drinking yet another one-off beer from River Roost Brewery right here in White River Junction, Vermont. And I am drinking a double India Pale Ale, the Martian Moon House, coming in at a whopping... 8.0% 8.0% alcohol by volume and a very steep price tag of 18.99 per four pack. Whoa. Yep. <clears throat> they got up they put a lot of hops in there so they charge you a hopped up price. <laughs> but anyways, it's a fine beer. Um I have yet to actually go down to the brewery. It's a very small place, but when I do I will come back with a t-shirt. Oh, yeah. so that's, oh, that's a goal. Yeah, How, that's, that's, that's my goal. A goal of a walk. <laughs> How far of is a it, walk is the brewery from your house, Dila? Three quarters of a mile. Ooh. How far oh, is it going to be and on the way back? One quarter, one quarter of those three quarters of miles would be on a natural surface trail. Oh, Single very track. nice. Double double track. Call it a woods road. Call it a woods road. Ooh, it's mm. a beautifully graded woods road. Um, that's actually a, a much better grade than the closed auto road, which is caving in. But that's also another um, pedestrian way now. Is it well maintained? Do you need to bring loppers? Uh yeah, it's plenty. Yeah, it's well maintained. I, do, I, I yeah, I have not had to bring any loppers. But I feel like it's maintained by the people that live here so that were a branch to come into the uh, walkway, people would roll in there with their Mr. Walkway. Lob it away. That's what happens. Well, that's great. Yep. It's better than that CDT segment up in the middle of Colorado that is poorly maintained by... Oh, northern Colorado (laughs) along uh, Lake Granby or Arapaho Lake or whatever it is. 
No, no, it's no, more not that one. like Twin Lakes area. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. wow, man, that's, oh, yeah. you're that's some tough. Some, you're trying to drag some people. Shot, shots off. fired! Shots Gasoline fired! Lean on the huh. fire. All right, All right, in honor of our trail of the month, which I'm not going to name at this moment, I'm drinking from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Their Union Jack IPA. Uh, it's their original West Coast IPA. And I can't read the can, but I can read from their website. Huge flavor that packs a punch. This is Union Jack, an icon of the West Coast IPA style for those who like their beer loud and proud. ABV, 7%. IBU, 60. Color, 10. I don't know what color 10 means, but this is a good beer. And I, it's just, very just close curious. to our trail of the month. Did I mention that? Why, why couldn't you read the can? That description was not on their can. Oh, I see. There was nothing to read on the can. Except for a Surgeon General warning. Hmm. Huh. Is there one of those on here? Yes, there is. I think it's oh, we can start reading it. That would be fun. I do, think they have, do, they have different, do they have different <laughs> Surgeon General warnings in different states? Of course not. Although California may have some extra, just it's based true. on what I know about California. California, yeah, just... California and Boulder. Yeah. <laughs> They're kind of the same. <laughs> wow, that's D'Lo, You don't have to stand for that, man. Uh, I'm I'm not actually in Boulder. It's okay. Not, I'm not. Right. I'm not really taking any offense to any of this. Okay. Thanks, though. Triple O, what are you <laughs> sipping on this so. evening? <laughs> nice try. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sipping on a victory sour monkey sour. Oh, back to the victory. Nine point five which is always exciting. Fruity notes from imported Belgian yeast swirl through a precise souring. Pucker up to a bite of citrus-laden tang, ending with a delicate experience. Hey delicate experience. How do you like it? That's strong, 9.5? It says hops tetanang. So it's like it specifies the actual, I guess, the hop variety. The hop variety. Yep. It's also got Bill and Ron's signature, the Brewmasters, on it. So clearly, past inspections. It's very nice. You don't. It doesn't taste taste very refreshing. Victory has some very delicious Belgian style offerings in their lineup, but they're almost all high ABV. So you have to tread lightly. I mean, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> And and the opposite of what Triple O is drinking is what POD is drinking. POD? That's right. I've got my favorite Partake IPA. Can you tell us about that beer? It's in a green can. (laughs) Can Can you read from the can, maybe? I've read it before. Oh, it's okay. The brew that started it all, our signature IPA, is a balance of light, malty, and hoppy fun. It's the perfect companion for a session of bird watching, a spirited game of bocce ball, or a barbecue with buddies. What about pickleball? Not, no. No. Have any of you played pickleball? Not appropriate. Not yet. I'm I'm definitely I'm pickleball curious. I went to a pickleball meetup when I first came to Salida with some old lady teachers. And I didn't really play. I just pulled my leggings up real high till I had a giant camel toe and strutted around the court. 
to what? offend people. What year was this? When we first moved here. 20, you, there was pickleball in 2016? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what? All I know is there's someone trying to build a pickleball court next to a river here in Colombia, and you all like the kayakers are really mad. <laughs> uh, well, they just need to wear some spandex, pull, pull them way up to give themselves a, a moose knuckle or a camel toe and just hang out over there and uh, it'll scare away all the people. Dilo, what's the pickleball scene in Vermont? Nobody plays pickleball in Vermont. That's I doubt that. Well, I haven't seen it. I actually. don't believe. I that. haven't seen. Yeah, I haven't I seen any. Either. I haven't seen any pickleball action here. I'd bet I've dollars seen pickleball to donuts action in Boulder, but not here. I'd bet dollars to donuts that the the two most wild states for pickleball are Florida and Arizona, just based Maybe. on what I know about demographics in those two states. Pickleball is going mainstream when my dad suggested playing it for the holidays. He, no, God. Not, he, he doesn't play it at all, but he just had heard that people have fun playing it. So, I, yeah, yeah, it's definitely hit that level of cultural yeah. awareness. There's two outdoor pickleball courts in Salida and one indoor court that I know of. You should tell him that people also enjoy having real dairy products in their mashed potatoes. He should try that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't look at him as a taste uh, trendsetter. So <laughs> that was hey, a callback to a previous show. Five minutes before our trail of the month uh, guest is on. So POD, mm -hmm. with all the news that's fit to be heard, take it away. All right, we've got a speed read of our trail news. Item one: All the West Rockies. Rockies. Uh, now, all the West rocks. Let me start over. All oh, item boy. number. Take it I don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That low ABV beer is coming through. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have trail news. Here it is. Okay. Item number one, the Alder West rucks are back. You can catch the next ruck, the Cascade ruck, on February 24th in Skamania Fairgrounds, Hegwald Auditorium in Stevenson, Washington. And then the Rockies Ruck, March 23rd, at the Active Adult Center in Wheat Ridge, which is just outside of Denver. Okay, item number two, an environmental group um, up in Canada, the Rainforest Conservation Coalition, perched uh, in this huge uh, swath of land that's leased to hunting to basically, they're trying to protect some native bear areas, some grizzly areas. And there's also other types of bears there. Um, and this this organization, the Rainforest Coalition, I actually did some research. They've been raising money for years and slowly buying up these outfitting land plots. And they are required to do some guiding for hunting permits. Otherwise, they lose their license. And on their website, they said, we do guiding trips. We're just not very good at it. <laughs> so, <laughs> A little monkey wrenching, um, if you will. Yeah, it's in the Great Bear Rainforest, which is a an old growth area and a pretty unique uh, ecosystem. Uh, it's eighteen. It's four point five million acres. The the area, um, wow. and they purchased. Uh, I can't remember. Pretty pretty big swath of area though. 
so yeah it's kind of an interesting you know it's kind of like the whole monkey wrench the new way of like doing that kind of ecotourism you know what i mean so sounds pretty cool so check them out uh the rainforest conservation coalition very interesting uh, see, I'm going to skip down to item number four. What? We want item number three. I'm going to do item number three last. Oh, so you're reversing the order of the items. Yeah. Dilo, what do you think about that? I'm doing it's a flip-flop. Okay. But, you know, it's, it's, out, POD, out. it's POD's segment. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna That's right. I'm going to let it happen. Okay. Uh, the Olympics taps its first beer sponsor. So Budweiser is going to be the first ever beer sponsor for the Olympics and Paralympic Games. Uh, with the non-alcoholic brand is going to be the ones taking the torch. AB InBev announced Friday that non-alcoholic Corona Cero will be promoted globally to show the company's International Olympic Committee's commitment to responsible consum- consumption to the billions of Olympic fans around the world with messages of connection, moderation, and celebration. Um, and it's going to cover the next four Olympics, I think. That said, so anyway, beer sponsor at the Olympics. That's pretty exciting. Interesting fact of note we cannot buy Corona Cero in the United States. I wonder if we will be after the 2028 Summer Games in Los Angeles. Corona has their own non alcoholic beverage in the U.S. market that is called Corona NA. Ah, okay. It's basically the same beer. It just has a different name right. depending okay. on where you live. Yeah. I, I question whether it's really necessary to drink non-alcoholic Corona in the first place. Yeah. I mean, if you're watching the Olympics, it's not like <sighs> you're competing. Well, I mean, yeah, just like, isn't Corona pretty low in ABV to begin with? I mean, it's probably like four or five. Maybe I mean, because maybe because there are countries that are participating where alcohol is not allowed. No, I think they're just trying to keep a good image. I mean, why would you yeah. be a sponsor? <clears throat> sponsor the Olympics, which is all about like sports and like... Corona is four point zero percent ABV. Lots of like sports have beer sponsors. Are you kidding me? I mean, the Olympics has yeah, sponsors for everything. It's like the official yeah. toenail clipper. Of why? The yeah, it all just seems kind of like a cop out. If you're like a beer sponsor, just own. Right. Own the I agree. Beer. I agree. Own the beer. Agree. Don't promote your zero beer. Come on. POD. I thought ah, maybe I don't know. Michelob Ultra is a sponsor of one of the US teams or maybe a possible Summer Olympics coming up. Can't remember I no what idea. I read. I don't dig that deep when but I do there's the news. Alcohol so. and Michelob Ultra. I mean, there's not a lot. But, um. Yeah. I'm I do like a surface poo when I do the news. I just kind of <laughs> pick some dirt oh, away. Boy. Drop it down oh boy. and walk off. I'm not not going deep into the, you know, the I mean, earthy. The important thing it's is that L- if L- not L- InBev was serious about worrying about alcoholism, they, they have right. like much, <laughs> much more effective ways of dealing with it than like trying to claim, well, we're letting our non-alcoholic beer sponsor the Olympics. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right, our last item for tonight, um, and this is specifically for D'Lo, um, runners chase popular Strava segment in Denver Airport. Oh, boy. So there's a segment in the Denver International Airport that's gained popularity online after a few runners posted TikTok videos of themselves sprinting through the airport trying to beat the record. The segment is named Gate Change NAR, 
It's a 150 meter sprint <laughs> in Terminal B. Um, and the record time mm. is 19 seconds and it's held by Jerry, Jared Murphy of Provo, Utah and Elsa Westenfelder of Missoula, Montana. So you're in a crowded terminal mm-hmm. and you're going to sprint to break a Strava record. What could possibly go wrong? Well, there are times when it's not crowded. You know, you'll see like a whole three gates are empty. So. Strava time! Strava time! Strava time! Clear out! Clear out! <laughs> Luckily for me, Terminal B is not the Southwest Airlines terminal, so yeah. I never dark. Look it up. There's, there's many links of people doing it, and it's pretty crazy. So... Are they like that's it. slaloming through people with luggage? Is there no? There to... are people there, and people are definitely like, "What the?" Yeah, what the know? f is going on? Because when you run like that in an airport, that's pretty unnerving for people. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you're, not, you're gonna get, yeah. attract security. You know, like exactly. security's gonna come chasing after you, and you're like, "No, no, I have to dodge security." <laughs> you're like Strava time. <laughs> Move out of my way, security. <laughs> well, well I think it's time for our trail of the month. Um, Yes. As it turns it, out, our guest unfortunately isn't here. So we're going. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hey, Trail Show. We have it's Liz Snorkel Thomas. Trail Show fifth chair in the house. Yeah, I've been elevated to fifth chair again from You're like back, ninth baby. chair. Yeah. Fifth chair. <laughs> yeah, it was up to like eighth or ninth chair at some point, but you know, you keep. And we looked online. We have a. We looked on our master sheet today. And the last time you were on the show, that we're aware of was uh in 2021 we had you on to cover the snowdonia way oh, do you yeah. have any recollection of that trail show visit snorkel yes i remember that i did all this practicing of how to say the names of the trail towns in welsh <laughs> and you didn't even ask me about it i was like listening to youtube videos uh, yeah that was show 109 back in august of 21. well we should ask you now can you yeah. name three uh... of these? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't right? think that's gonna happen <laughs> i will say uh back when i hiked the west highland way in scotland the uh whatever the british version of tsa was like oh you're gonna hike the west highland way what's the name of the starting town and i totally bungled it you and i just side <laughs> I, I had the name of the town but he, it was just like you know how it looks yeah. not how how it looks to an american rather <laughs> right. oh boy oh boy well, um, Snorkel, we've got you on the show tonight to talk about a trail I was certain that we had covered before. Yeah, I and was surprised. I went through our list a couple times, and the closest we got was the San Diego Trans County Trail. Not to be confused with tonight's Trail of the Month, which is the Trans Catalina Trail. That is right. And you recently hiked it with... Drop and roll, is that Drop right? and roll and weather, Dan. Yeah, we've weather got this Dan. sort of Southern Very California nice. New Year's tradition mm-hmm. hikes going. Oh, yes. I remember that now that you say that. And we also think this may be the shortest ever Trail of the Month to be featured on the trail show. I would not be surprised. It's it's short, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's easy enough to yo-yo. So if you're going to make oh. a trip out of it, that's what we did. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That may, okay, well, let's get right into it. Yeah. Uh, just give us an overview of the TCT, and uh, I guess we won't ask you how long it is, but like, how do you maybe how you get there? Because it is yeah. on an island, so it's on take an it away. Island. Yeah. yeah. So you have to take a ferry out there. It's about an hour long ferry, um, and then the hike goes across the island, um, and it's also got sort of this lollipop loop thing, which is part of the through hike. 
Um, so you can kind of like extend it. It's got, okay, so this is not only is it pretty short, but it's a, it's got amazing infrastructure. Like, hmm. you know, these campsites, they'll, they'll, I, wait, I can, I can swear on this podcast, right? Yes. Of course. Yes. I not. They will deliver firewood <laughs> to your campsite. What? 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 Yes. Yes. Really? They, they deliver like where there's not water, they will deliver water to you. You've got the toilets. You've got, I didn't. Drop and roll and Dan didn't even bring water filters. Like there's what? there's literally a drinking fountain in the middle of nowhere on the trail. Like the thing that all of us fantasize about when we're on a desert hike, it exists. <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, is this okay? <laughs> so what is the price? This surely this isn't free. What does this cost? Yeah, that's true. So you do, you know, uh, one of the challenges is that you have to reserve your campsites ahead and they're, they're, okay. they're a pretty penny. Um, but I will say the reason is because most of the island is managed by the Catalina Island Conservancy, which is, uh, you know, one of their big missions is like preserving a lot of these, or conserving a lot of these like super endangered species that are only found on this island uh, so they like they have literally brought back from the brink of extinction this like wow. little tiny island fox it weighs four to six pounds it's a fox Aww. it looks like a cat and they were the numbers were down like i don't know like a hundred or something or so and mm. they like that the population is like booming now they'll try to steal your food while you're in camp so I feel pretty, even though it's kind of expensive, I feel pretty good about knowing that it's going to an organization that's like, you know, helping the natural environment there. Now, so when what, you say a pretty penny, what, what yeah. are we talking here? Yeah, I think the campsites um, are, I want to say they're like between $50, 50 to $90 a night. Ah! Ah! I mean, campsite. But, but you can, but, it's only but it's, a few uh, nights of camping, right? It's only a few nights of camping, and I think you can have up to eight people in your campsite. So wow. this oh, is, so this it's is, per campsite, not per I, person. I think so. I think oh. so. You know, I would say check the website, but you know, at one point we were trying to cut the cost down, and we're inviting friends. Sorry, I should have invited the entire trail show. <laughs> I actually I ran into like a crew from like Z Packs and uh, a bunch of other oh. ultralight gear companies that was out there doing the same. They were a big crew. So, um, huh. you know, this is this is like if you got someone who's on top of the permits, go get your big crew together and um, go hike. So if you're doing the just the 38 miles, two days, three days, like what what's a normal time frame? Yeah. I mean, you know, like a lot of people do this as their first through hike ever, okay. which, you know, considering there's water, you never have to sh in the ground. Um, you know, the firewood's brought to you, so you don't have to worry about any of that. Um, you know, there's a lot. Wow. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's like, if something happens, it's pretty easy to get a shuttle back to, to the town or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, with all of that in mind, a lot of people will do like eight to 10 miles a day or, you know, on the harder section, maybe six, they'll go campsite to campsite. Um, you know, for us, we were we were there pretty much the shortest day of the, the year, but we were mm -hmm. doing you know like twenties um, and getting in with plenty of time. So yeah, you know it's kind of nice. just what you want to make it. What is the terrain? It's um, you know for the high points like less than two thousand I think, but it's a lot of it's a lot of up and down. A lot of up and down. It's a lot up and down. It's pretty steep, so um, mm. you know people might want to take their time if they're especially if they haven't done a lot of uh hiking before hmm. are there any trees 
there are a few trees, but that's a really, really good question. <laughs> There's not that many There's trees. There's not? <laughs> it's a lot yeah. of chaparral, right? It's a lot of chaparral. Coastal chaparral. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of... I was going to say there's not a lot of shade. Not a lot of shade. So, yeah, that's one of the reasons why it's a great winter hike. It's a Mediterranean climate, so people say, oh, you can hike it year-round. I would not hike it in the summer just because of mm -hmm. that exposure. Yeah. Um, some of those climbs, especially on the north side of the island, like if you go up in the heat of the day, you're going to be unhappy, even if it is like you got some coastal breeze. Yeah. You said is that there... there was a lollipop option. Is that and is that like at the end of the 38 miles, you can then do more? I think technically part of it is it is the 38 miles. So okay. some people, okay. because it's kind of weird to have a, like you go from point A to B, mm -hmm. ferry from ferry point to ferry point. Um, and then there's sort of this lollipop at the end. Um, so some people just go from ferry terminal to ferry terminal and okay. call it good. Um, other people will do that sort of loop back to the ferry terminal. You could slack pack that loop if you wanted, which is cool too. So you're um, talking about hiking south to north. I I actually hiked Florida. yeah south to north. Yeah, yeah. But you can hike north to south too. Um, right, but but that would be weird to start off with the lollipop. You'd feel kind of awkward about that. Yeah, I mean, like if you wanted to slack pack the lollipop, you're like, I'm gonna start this trip slack packing. Um, that could be that could be a seems thing. Like yeah. it seems like you're starting the trip off on the wrong foot by slack packing. What you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, possibly. I mean, you know, like if if you're a through hiker who's used to to doing some some bigger miles, I mean, you can you can. This could be a, a town to town sort of hike. Uh, talk. Can you talk to us about the towns like Ismith's Cove? or the Avalon. big town of Avalon Bay. Talk to us yeah. about the town. Yeah, the big town Avalon Bay. I mean, like, you know, that was, and still is to some extent, like a place where the celebrities would go and, you know, oh. a place to party and stuff back in like the, back back in the prohibition days and, and, and uh, you know, hmm. the heyday, heyday of old Hollywood. And it's still a pretty cool town. There's a lot of, it's it's pretty touristy, but I mean, like, let me tell talk about a great town to like end your hike in. You know, there's even a little nano brewery there. The Catalina Ooh. Island Brew House, I see yes. right near the ferry terminal area. I, I had to go there and check into a beer because, you know, nice. how else am I going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I love it. And then, um, I don't know, like the our second morning, there's a restaurant at Airport in the Sky, which is a little, if you happen to be a trail show listener who has a private plane, uh, you can fly into we have this one trailhead. Of those. Yep. I, fantastic so yeah fly into that airport there's a restaurant there otherwise for the rest of us excellent bison tacos and uh, of Ooh. course this island uh is is one of their their mascots is the american bison which for some reason is mm. on this island hmm. actually it was a movie shoot from like the 20s where they like had bison in the movie and then left them there well good oh, thing boy. they didn't get hippos <laughs> 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 yep there's that interesting uh, so you can it's have interesting excellent... that it's oh. interesting that they that they keep the bison i mean it seems like they do some damage to the ecosystem and it seems like they're pretty conscious about that sort of thing there's yeah. a lot of controversy and discussions and scientific okay. studies being done around that okay it's a very yeah. excellent point pod okay Sorry, i would also back, add back to the tacos but yeah the bison tacos were excellent um that that restaurant at the airport 
surprisingly affordable and and large oh. and large uh, uh you know considering they have to ferry everything in large portions as well hmm. and there's a nice fireplace and there's a this sounds cat. this sounds like the perfect place for a snorkel <laughs> <laughs> snorkel how much uh did you take the ferry over from long beach and if yep. so how, what is the cost of the ferry trip yeah the fare is a little spendy um it is uh 44 dollars a pop so each way each way oh, yeah cheapest camping <laughs> Che actually cheaper than a campsite yeah, yeah cheaper than a campsite yeah. yeah uh you know it kind of you know it kind of like makes a nice bookend to either side of your journey it's a yeah, little adventure totally. before you start hiking you know gets you in the right mindset of like oh we're gonna go on a hike okay and so you said you did a yo-yo right so yep. you took the ferry over to avalon bay and then yep. started from there Yep. Avalon did the, went out to the other end of the island, did the loop, and then went okay. on back to Avalon. How long did uh, that take? That's cool. Let's see. Three days, I think. Did you say oh. three months? <laughs> <laughs> no, three days. You, you, were on, you were on the island for three days total? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Let's see. One, two. No, maybe it was three and a half days. Three, okay. four days. Yeah. Did um, you bring all of your food with you? You know, I plan to, but I mean, there's a general store along the way. I ate a lot of bison tacos. I got breakfast. I got a pizza. I got a beer. I got another <laughs> beer. So, I mean, like, it's probably a good idea to pack some of your own food. Um, it'll be less expensive than buying food on the island. But yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, it's also the, the hard to, like, sit next to the, the bison taco truck and eat your like cold soaked raviolis ding, ding, ding. You know? eat yeah. your cold soaked goose goose <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's yeah. extremely difficult for most of us you briefly touched on the endangered fox and the bison what other wildlife i'm sure there's rattlesnakes and fauna there, maybe not and yeah, fauna. What, yeah, other what, what what other delicate fauna, fauna. yeah, yeah. Uh, well so flora yeah before we even got on the island we saw seals we saw a brown pelican um just hanging out by the ferry there's a lot of marine wildlife there like we had this whole stretch along the coast where we just like kept on hearing the seals burp, 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 <laughs> which was pretty cool there is, I mean, we didn't see it because we hiked in the winter and they're less right. active, but there is actually a an endemic rattlesnake that is that is the subspecies oh. only found on that island, which I kind of wanted to see just because of that. But, you know, I'm also not too bummed that I didn't see it. <laughs> and you said it's mostly, not a whole lot of trees, mostly chaparral. Yeah, the, the campsites do have trees and, okay. and there, there is the high point. You go into this alpine section where there's, there's uh, some pine trees as well. Ooh. So yeah. do you actually go yeah. over the high point on the hike? Uh, you go very close okay. to the the highest point. Uh, I think I think it's the highest point on the island. I went uh, a pretty high point. Um, mm. And then there's an optional like you can go to an extra beach. It's actually there's actually uh, a far out guide to this trail as well. So they show the alternate. Oh, okay. Well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's cool. So you pretty much can just show up with a hangover and start walking. Is what you're telling us. <laughs> Are there blazes? Are there blazes that we can yeah. count? Uh, there are not blazes. The uh, the junctions are pretty pretty well marked and signed. Okay. Okay. Because um, we have there's some folks that are big fans of the show that have started this website, CountTheBlazes.org. 
um, Jim Blodgett, I think is his name, right, D'Lo? And he, yeah. he yeah, yeah, he's trying right. to get people to count each blaze on the Appalachian Trail in both directions. And to, to yeah. get an accurate count of the number yeah. of blazes. On so, like, so you can yeah. verify your hike. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. special clickers. Yeah. Yep. Oh, got these clickers. yeah. Digital clickers. clickers. Yeah. yeah. People Na going out. Nano clickers. Through hikers, section hikers, all the hikers. The, you know, what, what they're ultra light. They're like what do you just win? 10, 10 grams. Um, you win the uh, admiration oh, no. of your fellow through hikers. And your yes. fellow through hikers will definitely appreciate you showing up to the shelter and talking about how many blazes you counted during the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, just think how like interesting it would be to show uh -huh. up at like seven at night and say, "I think today I counted two thousand seven hundred fifty-four blazes." How about you? And then when the other person says, "Actually, I I counted two thousand four hundred thirty-nine," then there's a you know a there's big a discrepancy, discrepancy between the two hikers who said they hiked both the same amount of trail. That's when you get to go online to countheblazes.org to see who actually saw did, all the did blazes the hike. that day. So no yeah. night hiking. Well, well, it'd be hard to see those blazes. I mean, they are white, but you know. Yeah, with a good UV light, that white will pop. So you need True. special headlamps if you're doing the count the blazes. But so, anyways, you can. Jim, Jim Blodgett hasn't made it over to Catalina Island though, so yeah, so, we're good. so this so, yeah, is a so moot this point. Is not, there's no blazes. Yeah, there's no blazes. Yeah, yeah. Just mark trail junctions. Why are we guys talking about this? I don't know. We no, always uh, talk about it. <laughs> Snorkel, you mentioned toilets. Are yes. these? Are these? Are these pit toilets or flush toilets? A little bit of both. Uh, okay. depends, oh. on, depends on where you are. Sometimes they're flush, sometimes they're pit. Very excellent pit toilets. Uh, you, you're, you know, you sign a, when you sign your permit, you're say you're only gonna camp in uh, designated campsites. But let me tell you, if you were not, if for some reason emergency happened, these pit toilets are primo. Like oh, you could sleep in them. Hand sanny. One, one should not sleep in them, but in of case course. of an emergency, yeah uh they're pretty clean they're they are they are definitely clean that's um, good to trash, know trash cans and recycle all what all what pit toilets in the middle of nowhere if there's recycling <laughs> like the that encourages Shady. a hiker to bring aluminum cans full of their favorite <laughs> beverages <laughs> right am i hey, missing something here I, i'm this afraid perfect <laughs> I'm sorry, I got I get derailed. Pod, I think you don't need to carry food to do this year. that much food. You got extra room for the beverage. That's true. I mean, That's true. It seems I saw almost some other hikers. <laughs> I saw some other hikers go to the the Bison Taco place and pack out several very large burritos, and I was like, <laughs> "Is that going to be your trail food?" And they're like, "Heck yeah, we're not eating granola bars." <laughs> wow! So you can really kind of live it up on this hike. I like it. it. I mean, you I could, could just see doing to. like a four-week non-stop <laughs> quadruple quintuple yo-yo. Just like you just keep doing it. You keep and, doing and, the yo-yo. And, and there's a there's a big trail system there as well. So if you wanted to make some more alternates for yourself, if you wanted oh. to take the far route alternate up to Starlight Beach, you could. So there, there's some options. It does sound like it, it would be a fun thing to do like with a close friend or a good group of people like not as like oh, you know we're gonna do this hardcore trip but more like we're just gonna go out have fun it's gonna be super chill you know plan to spend time in camp every night hanging out with a fire you know, like these are things that you don't do when you're through hiking yeah and so i think for people who do distance hiking it's kind of a novelty it's like a fun 
fun way to do it differently. You know, it's like, hey, we're going to stay in a hotel instead of sleeping in the back of the Prius. It's like, ooh, you know, like, let's do something normal people do. Um, you know, sounds like it could be a really fun time, I think. Yeah, yeah. We roasted marshmallows one yes. night. Yeah. And um, ultimately, okay, say, say it's $60, $70 for a campsite. If you have a group of four people, that's still inherently so much cheaper than the type of trip where you're staying in hotels every night. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. So you can look at it that way. You know, and the other thing too is because there's pit toilets, because there's filtered water all along the trail. It's really good for first time through hikers, mm -hmm. people who maybe want to avoid the those parts of pooping in the woods and all that um, while they're backpacking. So I mean, at Two Harbors, there's like coin operated showers like partway through. So I mean, you really you've got some options. Yeah. Wow. Coin operated oh, showers on trail? And, and laundry. And laundry as well. Whoa. It's yeah. a 38-mile hike. There's laundry, <laughs> <laughs> There's laundry on the Yeah, way. you can plug in. You can plug in your phones as well. Very good outlet situation uh, for those who want to wow. record the entire trip. It, um, and, and, of course, the swimming there is great, too. We stayed at this campsite. It's, like, right on the beach. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. So if you swim in the salt water, are there fresh there are freshwater showers? Right. Oh yeah, yeah. They're freshwater yeah. showers. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, of course. Oh what are you kidding? Yeah, come on, Dilo. This is like paradise, except for the lack of trees. Uh, well, there, there, there's some trees. It's just not all the time. The the campsites almost always have trees. Okay. Snorkel. Those I was out in Southern California in late summer for a while, and I noticed there That's was rough. a lot of evidence of recent wildfires. I know Catalina Island has had wildfires here and there when you're doing the hike is it prevalent are you walking in ash is it mostly vegetated like what's the wildfire situation there yeah it's been uh, you know knock on wood it's been at least a decade i think since the last wildfire there and it was pretty close to town and very small and okay. uh i think i I, I didn't really notice it during the hike. I learned about awesome. it on Wikipedia. So, you know, that's, that's, you know, couldn't ask for anything better. What, one other thing I'd like to say about, yes. uh, I don't know, it's not actually related to embers, but the shiny and sparkly of something, tiny thing made me think of it is that while we were out there, we, okay, so I will say I did not actually see it, but while we were there, there was a bioluminescence event happening. Oh, oh. So these little like uh, phytoplankton, I think, uh -huh. were like the bright blue shining in the dark. Mm -hmm. Like you go out to the beach and it's like, Whoo, what is happening? So mm. you, you, if you're really, really lucky, you might be able to witness that on this hike. Well, and if you get in the water when that's happening, it's crazy because as you're, I don't know what's happening as you're running into them or whatever, they light up. It's pretty crazy. That's so cool. Yeah, because I got into one of those on the AT, I went into Rhode Island. To s a bunch of us went in there to stay with someone, and their back patio steps went down into the ocean, and there was a bioluminescent event one night, and we all got in the water and were swimming around, and we were glowing. It was pretty cool. That's so, so cool. That huh, is, interesting. That is super cool. What else? What else should we know about this hike that we haven't asked you about? Yeah, I mean, you know, there are sections that are legit very, very steep. So that's something to like, you know, you okay. want to track your goals, you want to take it slow. Um, yeah. Uh, other things to think about. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, keep your distance from the bison. They are giant and can be mm -hmm. aggressive. Totally. So, you, so you you literally will run into like free roaming bison on this. This makes no sense. Yeah, we were on this ridge, okay. and it was like there were like twelve bison just hanging out on the trail, and we're like. <laughs> what do we do we got to get to town to catch the ferry and we're like all right we're gonna like go off trail all the way around it which i don't know if that's a, i don't know how you get bison to move they're not like they don't no. respond like cows and i don't want to i mean they're they're huge right yeah yeah so. i spent some time in wing cave national park in the black hills of south dakota last winter and it's very much like kind of rolling prairies it's where you would expect to see bison free roaming around and i just Southern California, I I don't know. It seems like a bit of a mismatch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've been there for 100 years now. Wow, okay. Do you know they, what movie was the movie that they released these bison from? Yeah, you know, I was reading up on this, and apparently there's a lot of, like, like speculation, argument, and not non-consensus on this. Mm. There's a river in Florida that has monkeys on it from either a Tarzan movie or a circus. And they what? now have a wild population. That's, so I well, just that wild situation. Yeah, they live in the wild now because they escaped from this island that was they were contained on. Well, you know, the largest population of camels in the world exists on Australia and they're not native to Australia, so right. there's that. Yeah. And the largest population of hippos exists in Colombia and they're not native there either. What about Vermont? What does Vermont have that's not native, Delo? Relo relocated Delo. hippies. Worms. We have worms. What? Yeah. Well, we have jumping. Worms. They have medicine for that. Wait a minute. You have jumping worms. What does that mean? What is that? There's a lot of worms in the ground here, <clears throat> and when it rains, they all come out because they can't breathe. You mean like earthworms? Doesn't that happen to they're very <laughs> aggressive earthworms and they deplete nutrients from the soil and they actually what? do more harm than good. Yeah, we have worms. We have worms. This Wait, sounds worms? like an old wives' tale. <laughs> no, no, no. We, they're, they're all over the place. You can see hey, we need to ask coming. Snorkel about what she's drinking. She's drinking yeah, a very I see, apropos beer there. Can you see it? No. You gotta put oh, it in front of your sorry. face. There you go. Oh, here. There we go. Ooh. This is nice. an offshoot, offshoot beer company. It's a beer called Coast, an anytime hazy IPA. But I, I'm not going to lie. I got it because of the turtle, because I like turtles. The closest beer I could find to where you hiked was from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. Really? So, yep. And they're just, uh, they're out of Los Angeles somewhere, like Paso Robles or something. Oh, somewhere. I th I think of them as being further north, but yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Marina Del Rey, I saw they had an address, so... Yeah, I was trying to find some Ballast Point beers. I know they're a San Diego brewery, but they actually have a um, location in Long Beach, very close to the ferry terminal. But for some reason, we can't get Ballast Point beers, at least in our part of Colorado mm -hmm. right now. Interesting. And huh. I thought the I like Sculpin was everywhere. but Yes. Yeah. I remember having that a long time ago. Yeah, it's a, oh my God, it's a delicious mm -hmm. beer, but apparently hard to find at the moment. Yeah. interesting yeah and i mean you know when you're done with a trail long beach is a fun town for eating and drinking your way through at the end of a hike really oh yeah good breweries um you know good other substances as made famous by snoop dog and snoop various songs G. yeah uh oh. and and yeah the food there is the food scene is excellent it's a fun town huh. so great nice. great town to end a through hike uh there's an airport there so 
uh, as well. So you can fly in and out if you're coming from far afield. So is that what drop and roll did? I mean, they were coming from Oregon. So did they fly down or? Yeah, they flew down. They actually flew into Palm Springs. They were doing a family thing. And, oh. and um, but, you know, like we, we all tied it together. And uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. The, the closest airport would be in Long, Long Beach. Beach. Yeah. Okay. okay. Nice. Wow. Awesome. So you could you could possibly get off the airplane and just start walking over to the ferry. I don't know what that walk would be like <laughs> through Long Beach. It might be a bit of an urban hike, if you will. Long Beach um, is a great place to urban hike, though. <gasps> Surprisingly really? cute little craftsman houses. I don't know from the airport. I haven't walked in that particular area, but like, mm. yeah, it's a great urban hiking spot. Got this a beach a, trail. A, yeah, this is a great way to extend your hike. Yeah, there you so, go. Get some extra you miles. Extend your hike. Hit up some more ferry, breweries. Yo yo, hit the lollipop, come back, walk back to the airport. And speaking of urban, have you talked to Bob Emmon? I just emailed him him this morning. The Iman <laughs> Five Thousand is the is the Iman Three Hundred still a thing? It is, and I mean, he's got like a whole urban hiking group where you can sign up and go hike with him in all sorts of locations. Now that now that he's retired, he's just like got oh. a whole like hike with Bob Inman. So I could see like you could plan like a month long adventure. You could fly in. You could hike with Bob Inman for weeks. Then you could roll over to the Long Beach Ferry Terminal, head out to Avalon Bay. You could do four yo-yos of the, the Catalina <laughs> Island hike, come back, do a little more Bob Inman, fly out. Don't, I mean, if, wait, wait, wait. If the tides were right, could you kayak to Catalina Island? Ooh. On the Ooh. Like if you were like a serious, like well-renowned, mm. you know, worldly kayaker, like our very own. Triple O. If you were like that guy over there, could you sea kayak across the Strait de Catalina? I don't know if that's what it's called, but the Strait de Catalina. Um, Uh, Over to the island. I I, I imagine, I think, yeah, I think it's been done. I don't think it's easy by any means, but I was looking through a book on Catalina history and in like the 20s, they had something called like the Catalina Marathon, I want to say, which was not a run. It was a swim from the mainland to Catalina oh, oh my in the God. 20s. So, I mean, if people are swimming it, people are kayaking it. It looks like it's about 20 miles at least, I, at which least, is a I think, long That's why they call it a marathon, right? right. It's the, almost like yeah, marathon the ferry the ferry is like 40, 30 miles, something like that. So, yeah, yeah it'd wow. be a, maybe in there's the a closer ocean, location. I would be... Very hesitant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they made someone boat alongside them the whole way they were swimming. But yeah, that's a I, uh, that's that's pretty hardcore. That is beyond my hiking totally. capability, <laughs> my human powered adventure abilities. Snorks, is there an FKT for this hike? There is. I don't know what it is, and that wasn't really like the vibe that I was going. Yeah, for yeah. Time. But yeah, uh, I would imagine someone's probably yo-yoed it in a day. Well, I say that now, and someone's going to be like, oh, it hasn't been done. I'm going to go do it right now. Dilo uh, is our FKT expert, so maybe we'll ask him. Dilo, what right. is the FKT for this hike, please? Um, 17 hours. Oh, yo-yo. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, yo-yo. So, uh, yeah. Supported. 76 miles. There was a band 70, support. Yeah, mm. seven miles. 
Yeah. Um, that doesn't sound very convincing. That doesn't sound like it includes do, 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 uh, bison tacos. Dilo, <laughs> what, what is the, the, the youngest known time on this hike? Mm. The YKT? Uh, the YKT. Um, I think it was that guy behind me. Oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Is that Mateo? No. No. That's, that's, that's the child that is Leo. Uh, preteen Leo. Oh, boy. Oh boy! Returning his computer to his office. Okay. Yeah. All right, Uh, Snorks. What else? Yeah. Is there anything else that we didn't ask you? I mean, it's a it's a thirty eight mile trail. I I think. (laughs) Yeah. Totally. Everything I got. Um, There is. I will say, like sunset watching, sunrise watching is excellent. Uh, One of the campsites. I mean, I haven't really camped in Hawaii like 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 you all have, but like, you know, there's palm trees and like it looks like some tropical paradise. Uh, yeah, I mean, how, you know. how far out do you have to reserve those campsites? You said it's a little tough. It depends on the time of year. Uh, okay. We reserve these. You know, I thought it was the sort of thing you have to reserve it a year out, and I was surprised we reserved these in like September and October. Oh wow! Okay. December January, okay. so it's not too bad. Yeah, and I mean, you know, that was a holiday weekend too. So I was I was surprised it all worked yeah. out. But yeah. Very good. Uh, before we let you go, can you talk to us about Treeline Review? What's the latest? What's the latest? What's going on? What are your plans for 2024 and Treeline Review? Yeah, yeah. So Treeline Review, for those those in the Trail Show Nation that, that aren't familiar, is a gear review website that I uh, started with my hiking partner, um, Naomi the Punisher. The Punisher. Um, the Punisher. And, uh, you know, we, we do comparative side-by-side reviews. Um, yeah, so a Trans-Catalina Trail story backpacking guide is the uh, next thing coming up. Ooh. Of course. Of course. Of course. So you can um, get more details with links that um, verify what I'm saying uh, in that story coming shortly. But, yeah, you know, we're, we're looking at covering more backpacking spots. Um more hiking gear, more backpacking gear. Um, you know, we're, we're for for someone who considers myself an ultralighter, we're we 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 need to have more ultralight gear. So I think it's gonna we're gonna do we're gonna really. Wow, Dilo is actually yawning as I say. Oh that. boy, Dilo, please, man, <laughs> take that off, Mike. Dilo, you can't. I mean, come on, we have a guest. Oh my god. Oh boy. The website is treelinereview.com com. or .com. Yeah, and we'll be at the uh, All the West Rocks as well. So come, come on by and, and say hi. Are you going to be awesome. at the uh, Rockies Rock in at the Active Adult Center in Wheat Ridge, Colorado <laughs> in March? Well, as I told POD, I'll go if you go. So Oh, boy. Or, well, I mean, will the trail show be there? Because if the trail show will be there... No, that's it's that's, undecided at this point. So okay. we'll see. I mean Dilo yeah, won't be there. We, and Triple O won't be, won't be, be there. there. <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, TBD snorkel. I mean, it might be worth it to just to see the one and only Twinkle. True. Yeah. Yep. True. He's a good but kid. But will he be there? I'm sure he'll be getting active at the outdoor center. <laughs> adult center. He's gonna be in there doing curls with. It's not an outdoor doing, center. During doing bicep curls with two and a half pound weights. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, cool. Yeah. Awesome. 
Well, hey, Snorkel, thanks for joining us and filling us in tonight. It was awesome. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. Awesome trail, especially for first timers yeah. or people who just want to hang out with some friends and have a good time outdoors. Yeah, seems like it. Cool. Well, happy trails to you. Keep us posted and yeah. maybe see you in March. Yeah, thanks for having me back as a fifth chair. It means a lot. Of oh, course. Anytime, Snorks. Anytime. Anytime. Bye. 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 All right, folks, we're going to break. When we come back, we've got a few trip reports, mailbag, and maybe even some hotline. So don't go anywhere. Get on the trail. My god, Polly. I ate some bad baloney. The trail show. Trail show's back. We had some hotline calls this month. Triple O, take it away. Oh, do we ever have some hotline calls? Um, I think everyone will be very excited knowing that. We are returning to our roots of the hotline with a call from the one, the only, and by a call, I mean three calls, a call from the one and the only. Back? Back from unpopular demand. It's Marvin Maverick Kessler, El Hikador de Tucson, Arizona. Vivo los gatos, vato. Well, hello. Long time no talk. Uh, yeah, this is Maverick. Uh, I just rolled into camp. Um, I'm doing a, another uh, Brett Tucker uh, production here. Uh, about to finish my first section. I'm camped about, ooh, a mile and a half away from an old Titan missile silo from the old Cold War days. And uh, was able to finally get caught up with the uh, last two episodes of the trail show. And I think my favorite part was the uh, cocaine hippos, like how you would deal with a grizzly bear, <laughs> all the deterrence <laughs> to protect you. But uh, while I was hiking, all I could imagine was me with my Viking helmet on, listening to Mon or Marth, the melodic Viking death metal gods, but naked, tripping on mushrooms on one of those cocaine hippos lurking, searching, creeping, and wandering, trying to find the elusive chupacabra, you know. But anyways, yeah, I'm out here. Um, that was awesome. Um, tomorrow I finish up. I got about 2.5 miles. And then at 9 a.m. Um, in the morning, uh, Tucson Hell Attack will be coming from uh, Tucson uh, Airport, International Airport, uh, extracting me, taking me over to um, – Marana Regional Airport. So, uh, POD, get your clipboard out. There's a lot going on here. So, yeah, I'm going to land at uh, Marana. I got a car waiting for me. My friend's waiting for me. She's going to take me to my other friend that lives in Oral Valley. Um, and I'm going to get my car there. Then I'm going to head up to, um, Phoenix. And then I fly to San Antonio to go watch the Gatos play the, uh, Sooners from Oklahoma. Viva los um, Gatos! Uh, defeat, uh, Boomer and Sooner and the Sooner Schooner. You know what I mean? And uh, 
yeah, so um, all is well out here, uh, you know, on the uh, Brett Tucker production deal out here. But anyways, happy new year, healthy holidays, and a healthy 2024. Adios. I hope you called back with the uh, make model license plate of that car as well as the mileage because I didn't quite get those down. This guy. This guy keep... has friends, Helitac friends, that are moving him around via helicopter. I hope you all picked <laughs> up on that. Uh, well, he did call back because other than that, I would think it was a you know a, a counterfeit call. Basically, yeah. if it was only a single call, you know, it's it's not him. So it's true. Here's the call number two. It's me again, Marvin Maverick Castle, El Hikador, de Tucson, Arizona. Just wanted to share one other thing. Guess what I'm having for dinner for my last dinner on trail on this uh, spectacular Brett Tucker route. I'm having chicken Alfredo pasta. And all I can think of when I'm all done, and I'll be thinking about you guys. Yeah. What? Anyways, happy holidays, healthy 2024, and a happy new year. Why chicken Alfredo makes him think of the trail show? I guess. Okay. Or perhaps the consequences of chicken Alfredo okay. makes him think of the trail show. But he did call back one more time with what I think will turn out to be a a a little bit of a sad call. Oh no. It's me again. Marvin Hey, I just got to share one last thing, man. How about those gatos? Nine and three, going to the Alamo Bowl, playing the Sooners from Oklahoma? Man, what happened to the Tigers of, you know, Clemson and the, oh, my gosh, the Gators of Florida? Um, I don't think they went to a bowl this year, you know? Tigers won and, their uh, bowl. Us? Oh, of course they did. Like a door. Yeah, but anyways. First time uh, Gatos go bowling since 2017. Yeah, buddy. Viva Los Gatos. It warmed my heart to feel, you know, that I was missed by you guys. And uh, I'm grateful. Thank you so much. And I'm grateful to Brett Tucker because he produces these awesome routes. Anyways, there you go. Adios. From a trail out in the middle of the Sonoran Desert. I didn't tell you what it's called. Adios. Bye bye. We'll have to we'll have to get Mavericks uh, updated response now that they've lost their coach. And what if we had yeah. what if we had Maverick like telling us about a trail of the month? Is that a possibility? I don't know if he's hiked anything that we haven't covered. We'll have what to the, he hiking pick his now? brain. We've covered he's hiking the Grand Enchantment Trail. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, we covered that a lot. I don't know if our ago. listeners can handle that much excitement. <laughs> I don't know. It could be kind of fun. It could segment. be. It, it could be pretty intense. It could, you know, keep everybody awake. Yeah. That's true. Even D'Lo. By the <laughs> way, I just cracked another beer from Firestone Walker Brewing Company. It's their Mind Haze IPA, and uh, I like what it says here. It says "Beer Before Glory," Hazy India Pale Ale, six point two ABV. Seven bazillion IBUs. It's quite good. I, I got to say, though, I like the Union Jack a little better. 
Dilo, are I you still? I say that beer before glory seems like the wrong direction. Like, yeah, that's like you're gonna think you had glory, but you actually didn't. It should be glory, glory before, before beer. beer. Yeah, I think it's about your priorities. <laughs> do you prioritize beer or do you prioritize glory? Yeah, I think, I think beer because when you've had enough yeah. beer, you feel glorious. Yeah, until the next morning. Mm-hmm. You can go over the waterfall real easy. Dealer, what right. happened? Something just happened in that room. How about our donors? Today. Should donors. I should I honor our donors? Please. Yes, let's honor the donors. Okay. We've got our monthly donors. Bernard Wolf. Hey. Russ Not Fuss Kinder. Bert Craig Pisco Gully. Bobby Walters. Trevor hey. Smoker, hey. you got it. The Bowl Man. Jeffrey Cottonmouth Caldwell. So Diane thirsty. Pinkers. Dime. David Sarcasm the Alfitty. Justin Quality Knowles. Ingrid Gerard. Vermont. Upstate New Pat York. the Bouncer Dixon, The Weekend, Ammon the Brute the Bruce, Renee Bruce. Shira Patrick, Wesley yep. the Haggis Addict Greenwood, uh, Kevin Chickpea Cross, and Sasha, Sasha Honeydew Codette, Debt. Tebow Nut, Tim Williams, Tommy Tim. the Meat Popsicle Stevens, beep, beep. Pop Brandon Lost Balls, Love Lady, Phil Felipe Balls Gilbert, David Felipe. the Old Prehistoric Ancient Geode Hale, Tony Sheboygan Brewing Pitts, Rachel Die Bama. Die Bama. They did. Merchant. They did. Dan Thompson. Dan Thompson. Richie Rich. Lemuel Glasgow. Mark Willie G. Homer. Daniel Fundip Sharp. Kill Bill Cottrell. Woody Yukon Caboose Bass. Mass. Phantom of the Apra. Tim the Hooch Hoochins. Paul True Love, my baby. Tyler the Kermonator. Kermoaid. Andrew Paget, Bob Hobo Evans, Victor Hobo. Flamingo Newton, Simon the German Vampire Hosenfeld, Marvin Maverick Kassler, Tucson, Arizona, Viva los Gatos Vato, El Haikador, Viva los Gatos Vato, Jack Thai High Billings, Jim the Heathen Hebner, Paul Chisholm. What? Hey now. She were the switchblady, aka Sweet Fern, and Brian the Big Mac Namara, aka OK OB. What a guy. And we've got our shout outs. Uh yes, we need to talk about this. Joseph not Brosif. Wait a minute. This is mailbag POD. Don't okay. confuse the segments. Okay, well, we sent us a calendar, so that's a shout out. And also a huge shout out to Fancy and Tomato whoop, whoop. after yeah. 10 years of living in sin. Tie the knots. Can you believe it? The cats are no longer bastards. I know. I'm so excited. Last night, I sent a text message that I was excited that the cats were no longer bastards. And then I had trouble falling asleep because I was laughing so hard at myself. This is how I entertain myself. That's terrible. Their cats are no longer bastards. It's very exciting. You know? Their cats were never bastards. How dare you? Tomato would say that one of their cats is still a bastard. So oh. there you go. Is a bastard really a status that can change? I thought it was basically something mm. when you're Permanent. born is I like mean, yeah. your status. So, But yes, but perhaps if you were born out of wedlock, then your parents end up getting married. Then you're, you know, not a bastard anymore. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. No, not true. Okay. I think no. you remain a bastard. No yeah, matter once, what. A, once a bastard, always a bastard. All I know bad. is old dirty bastard. ODB. Yeah. 
RIP. Okay. That's it for donors. <laughs> Let's do mailbag real quick because okay. it had it had a little something to do with the donors. So Joseph Nabrosso sent us another calendar pinup. Every year and we I, get a lovely calendar. And I need to start posting those pictures on, on the gram. You said that last year, Beauty, and you didn't do and it. I, I did a few. I did a no, few. You didn't do I did, it. I did Not a few. enough. Not, Not enough. enough. Yeah. Uh, he also spent, <sighs> sent some spoons with holes in them. Yeah, he did. With like drilled holes that said, here's to spread some ho- holiday cheer for the local restaurants. And so I don't. I, I think I have I don't an know what idea. This means. I have an idea of okay. what he was going for. So he sent us like six spoons with holes drilled in the middle of the spoon. And some of some of them were like bent and yeah. stuff too. What the idea here is is that next time we go out to eat, we take one or two of these spoons with us and when we get up to leave the table, we leave a spoon or two on the table. And confuse the wait staff? Yes, it's going to confuse the hell out of whoever's cleaning up the table. They're going to be like, they're all different. So maybe you take all the spoons and you leave the one that closest, most closely matches the flatware of the restaurant. Of the restaurant. Okay. But you know, I got to thinking about that a little bit and I was thinking, like, man, Joseph, not Broseph, must have a lot of free time on his hands. (laughs) If this is the type of thing he does to entertain himself, because he's taking time out of his day to drill holes in metal spoons to then take to restaurants to play pranks on wait staff. And he sent us six spoons. He may have a whole arsenal. Oh, Maybe bet, they're just ultra suit, a suitcase of spoons that he takes with himself to the restaurants. They're just ultralight spoons. Because they have a hole drilled in their yeah. metal, but they they're have a hole lower their weight. No, lower the weight. That's true. Anyway, okay. thank you, Joseph Notbrosa, for the calendar and the spoons. Yep. I'm going to put a, an, a uh, reminder in my Google Calendar to pop up monthly to mm. post the monthly photo. Have you posted any photos from the current calendar? And that way I can say every month, oh, dodging the question, the You're dodging the question. <laughs> I don't think I have. Okay. But I will before the end of January. That's you got promise. your marching orders. Yep. Trip reports. Dilo, you're yes. yawning. Let's start with you. My trip report is that I didn't go skiing. Great. I didn't, I didn't go skiing in the rain. Okay. Mm. So, here in the Northeast, sometimes people ski in the rain one of my goals yep it's true it's a real thing it happens and some people embrace it but one of my goals being here is to not ski in the rain like ever like zero times like never like if it's skiing if it's raining and if i'm skiing and it starts raining i should like take off my skis and like walk type of thing i like, like this how, goal that's how se- that's how serious it. i am about this hmm. because out west you don't ski in the rain in california no. in california you sometimes have to ski in the rain just due to the geography but here in the northeast like people embrace it and hmm. i rolled into the ski area on saturday morning with my family and my brother-in-law and my niece and it was pouring rain oh and we thought horrible. that it would we thought that it would lift 
We thought it would move out, and it didn't. And it was the most depressing thing. And the ski attendant, the parking lot guy, says to us as we're like stepping out of the car and looking around in horror at the rain falling down all around us. <laughs> and he says, I don't know why people want to ski in the rain. And I was like, I don't, and I'm not going to. And, and, and then my brother-in-law looked at me and he was like, this is terrible. Let's get out of here. And that was that. And I just want to let everybody know that I didn't ski in the rain. And I'm not gonna. Just not gonna. It's not. I'm not gonna let it happen. Mm. So that's my trip before. I didn't go skiing. Sounds yeah. like a good resolution for 2020. We're all very yeah. proud. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yep. It's great. Any yeah. other trips here amongst the trail show <laughs> folks? I have a lot of trips I didn't take, so apparently that's what we're talking about. Is that about, the theme? So. Okay. <laughs> we can do that. Yep. Well, I mean, this was my goal was to not do this, so it's kind of like I've achieved my goal. Yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. Well, so, I don't have any trips to report. That's my trip report. Really? I didn't do much. I did hike a 26.7 mile loop that's like a horse trail through the forest in South Carolina. That's about a 26 it. mile loop? The Long Cane Horse Trail. In a day? Horses. Yeah. Dang. Triple, this is two months in a row now that you've done like marathon day hikes. I mean, yeah. What else? Go are big you or do go in home. Go big or go home, baby. <laughs> How was it? How was this horse trail? It wasn't bad. It was a nice trail through the woods. It had one river crossing where I had to like leap across some logs to get to mm. from one side without getting my feet wet. So a little challenging. It wasn't exactly like exciting terrain, like up and down, but mm -hmm. it was uncrowded. It was. I did it New Year's Day. Mm. Nice start to the year. I highly recommend a hike to start the year. It sets the year tone. Were you joined by Moosh, or were you rolling solo? I was solo because Moosh was in Iran. Okay. Gotcha. Harassing her family. As she should be. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to figure out how to pack 500 pounds of spices to bring back in her oh my luggage. <laughs> bat. Yeah. A bat. So I explored a new piece of an old trail. So I had an unplanned, unexpected trip back to South Carolina. And I have a, there's an eight mile loop around a lake near my mom's house. And I typically always go out there and do the same like four mile section. Well, this time I found an alternate trailhead thanks to POD. And instead of going where I normally go, I went the other way two paths diverged in a wood I took the one less traveled and it was quite lovely so yeah I explored a new section of an old trail and I would recommend anyone out there who goes and does the same hike day in and day out whether it's Encinitas or Flagstaff or Bear Peak or South Boulder Mountain or whatever trail near Chautauqua that you do over and over and over, D-Lo. Uh, I would recommend going out to your local trail and then going the uh, the opposite way that you normally do and checking it out. Because I was 
I was like, I can't believe I haven't been out here because this is awesome. I've been avoiding this for like three or four years now, and it's awesome. Anyway, that's my trip report. That's awesome. That is awesome. We do one more hotline call. Yes, let's do it. Hold that hotline call. Let's take one last break. We'll come back. We'll grab that hotline call. We'll get Ask a Hiker with Dilo, and then we will skedaddle. Stick with us, Challenge Nation's a great hotline call, which I don't understand exactly all of it. So. Can't wait. This is John Z, and I never listen to the Trail Show. All right, folks, Trail Show is back. We have one more hotline call. Triple O, what do we have? Well, Trail Show Nation, I don't fully understand one part of this call, so we might have to open it up to Trail Show Nation's interpretation of this, but here we go. Hi, Trail Show. Um, I don't have a trail name yet, so you won't be getting one, but I'm hiking on the Florida Trail today, and I just wanted to give you guys a call so you could hear the sound of a f***ing wedding. Um, here you go. Okay, bye. So, I don't know what sound that is. What is the sound of what? I don't she, understand what she says. Rain, right? I didn't hear any rain. No, I think she was walking through a swamp. A swamp. Swishing. I heard I didn't hear anything. Too. lettuce. Which should doesn't we, make any sense to me. Should we play that again? I didn't really hear. Yeah, that. Play, it again. play it again. Crank the volume. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me let me see if I can turn it up. Hi, Trail Show. Um, I don't have a trail name yet, so you won't be getting one. But I'm hiking on the Florida Trail today, and I just wanted to give you guys a call so you could hear the sound of you lettuce. Um, here you go. <laughs> Okay, bye. Okay, I've got a trail name for her. I think it's either how effing wet it is. Yeah, that's what she said. Or effing lettuce. No. no I think her trail name should be effing lettuce. Effing lettuce? Yeah, that's really good. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to suggest trench foot, but I like effing lettuce. It sounds like she she was probably like wading through a swamp. Totally. And just really mad about it and, you yeah. know, almost on the verge of hysteria yeah. and thought of us and thought of us rightfully so, because, you know, we're all big proponents of hiking through swamps in Florida in the off season. Well, she should be happy she's not being chased by a dog if she's on the Florida yeah. trail. So look at the bright side. <laughs> I yeah, just I mean, see, there's, I no, just see there's the... no rogue dogs in the swamp section in Southern, you know, Southern Florida. I did see uh, on the Instagram, the, uh, video of someone hiking the florida trail man it just looks it just looks like you're literally walking through a swamp it's crazy well yeah that yeah. i mean that it's like up to their knees you know and then i was actually it was a series of you know photos and i was thinking to myself as as i was scrolling you know past the first couple of photos like 
this looks terrifying to me because I'm I my thought immediately goes to snakes, right? And then like the fourth photo in was this giant snake or not a giant snake, but like looked like what was maybe a coral snake or a, some sort of poisonous snake. It looks yeah. like. I was like, what happens if you fall? What happens if you fall and you're walking through the water and there's like a little hole that's at the bottom and you can't see it and you'd like step in there and next thing you know, you're like, whoa. Well, the water did look really clear, actually. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, But it just looks like it looks like the place where there'd be a lot of bad snakes. Because like the giant snakes, I'm not afraid of those because you can see those, right? They're big. And they're going to bite you, maybe, but they're not poisonous, I don't think. Right. What about the but, quicksand? Are you afraid of the quicksand? I what about was afraid of the twenty-foot anacondas that now live in the Everglades? Oh my God! The boa constrictors <laughs> and the python. I mean, I feel like you'd see them. Well, this is all like, <laughs> but then it's too late. Yeah, when they're wrapping yeah. around you yeah. and you see them, it's not a great moment. So that yeah. southern section she's in is is part of Big Cypress National Preserve. And it says Big Cypress is home to eagles, deer, alligators, the Florida black bear, feral hogs, and the Florida panther. And pythons, anacondas, and all sort of other snakes. That should yeah, be the there. panther. Oof, that's scary. That's a thing. Like some cuddly, friendly animals. To and mosquitoes. Although yeah. hopefully not too bad in January. And there's there's Florida crocodiles in the Everglades too, which is very rare, oh. but they're there. So not just alligators, but also crocodiles. Oh my god! Sounds like yeah. a hell of a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. if you ask me. <laughs> All right, All right. Let us. thank you for the report from the Florida Trail, and please send us more. Yeah, yeah. effing lettuce. Sure. We'll look forward yeah. to a missive for next month. Keep us posted, please. All right, is that it for our hotline calls? This That's morning? it for the hotline. Sweet as. All right, we've got Ask a Hiker with Mike DiLorenzo. Dealer, did you have any questions this month? Today, I should say this month, we've had a question. Okay. And the question is as follows. Dear friends at the trail show, I have a quick Ask a Hiker question for you tonight. How do you stay warm when hiking in the winter? I'm not talking about camping in the winter. That's just stupid. I mean, who wants to sit around in a tent for 12 hours in the dark when it's too cold to go outside, pissing in a bottle that you tuck deep into your sleeping bag to keep your toes warm? All that is just dumb. No, I'm talking about actually hiking, like layers and breaks and enjoying the view from the top and staying dry. How do you do all that in the winter and stay comfortable? And please... Don't tell me to go hike the Florida Trail. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not that into Florida. Thanks, Le Quebecois. Le Quebecois. Wow. Yeah. Quebecois. Okay. Mm-hmm. Layers. Layers. First thing that comes to mind. Use them. Layers upon layers upon layers. I think and having really that. good gloves it's really important because the second you start losing your use of your hands it's like you can't do anything right after that point i think ear ear warmers like headband like maybe thin or fleece weight ear warmers and a and a baseball hat um a brimmed hat can work Mm -hmm. wonders to maintaining your temperature um so that you don't heat up because if you're wearing you know like a a fleece hat or a, a wool hat of some sorts over your entire head 
it could keep you too warm when you're actually moving well yeah and you start sweating i think and then you start sweating yeah so yeah I'm not typically one to recommend waterproof hiking shoes or mids, but in winter, they can be a good choice depending on where you are and what the weather conditions are. Yeah, I did a hike early, I should say late in the fall in, a, in I don't know, half inch of snow in my ultras and my feet were so cold. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so you do need yeah. a little bit more shoe, a little bit, some, maybe something insulated, maybe something with more leather than you're normally used to, just to keep your feet warm. Yeah. I will say also being in in shape that you don't have to stop often is, is very helpful in the winter because I feel like as long as you're moving and generating energy, your body is pretty good even at low temperatures. But the second you hit, you stop everything gets very cold very fast yeah it's also something to think about while you're hiking too is if you're very remote you need to bring enough clothing with you even if you're not going to wear it that if you were to get injured you could survive long enough to get help Mm -hmm. so like you know if you're running around a city and it's 20 degrees who cares but if you're miles away from a road and you twist an ankle you might be out there for a while so pack enough clothes that you can stay warm when you're still. And I'll tell you another thing that has saved me on a number of winter hikes and overnights. Sometimes I'll pack along those hot hands hand warmers that are air activated. They have like charcoal or something in them. Um, those things can be worth their weight in gold if you have cold fingers or cold toes. They also make uh, rechargeable, like USB rechargeable versions of those things. But mm-hmm. Either way, having some of those on hand, perhaps in your hand, can uh, make the difference between a a bad day on the trail and a lovely day on the trail. And then, what else? Failing all that, you could just go hike the Florida Trail. Yeah. Hey, they said do not mention. Oh, the oh, trail I'm sorry. Oh, you could go to Arizona, well, and Southern sorta, Arizona, as long as and you not high. Too high. Yeah. Dila, what do you think about um, people that carry a little chest warmer, a little uh, little beverage, little mm. little stout beverage along? I've heard that scientifically it doesn't help you stay warm at all, but some people I, swear by it. I think I think a thermos of hot tea is Ooh. a better. Okay. Is, is better. Maybe some hot chai. If some you will. hot chai, some spiced tea. Yeah, that's that's yeah. A, a much better. Yeah. Um, we have a friend who carried cayenne pills with him oh, yeah. on the CDT. For circulation. Yeah, he did it for circulation, but I could also see it being used just in the winter in general as a way to like run hot, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I've never taken cayenne pills, but it sounds like it would make you a bit warm. Yeah. I think I it's no supposed idea. to help with circulation. Yeah. I don't think it's like when you eat spicy food and you get sweaty, right. I don't think it does that. I think it's supposed to help with circulation, but I that think it's the type of thing well. that, yes, but I think it's the type of thing like glucose. I mean, you have to take it for a while mm. for it to really work. You can't just be like, oh, I'm going on a cold trip. I'll take it the nights that I'm out there. I think you gotta, yeah. What about up. adding some capsaicin to your meals? I mean, I mean, if you're carrying I, I, bear spray, you could just a little, you know, a <laughs> little in the, 
in the couscous you know that's a good question is bear spray edible like if you oh i don't think so man what if you did like a little bear spray inhaler i mean it comes with an inhaler doesn't it yeah just aim it into your mouth and then yeah yeah that's what i'm saying yeah yeah um or you could just like the florida trail you know along those lines one time one time when i was out of food and I cooked some emergency noodles and I didn't have anything to put on them. I opened a couple of salt pills and sprinkled the, you know, you have those like electrolyte salt pills. Yeah. Did and that work? This, yeah. I mean, it tasted a little salty. It was better than nothing. Really? <laughs> okay. Oh, man. That sounds desperate. That sounds a bit desperate. What What are That's other winter time trail tips? I think eating more than normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this calories. person's talking about yeah, a this person's more. talking about not camping. So just the actual yeah, hiking, piece, day hiking yeah. in the winter. Like Dilo said, keeping your finger. Sorry, Triple O said, keeping your fingers warm mm-hmm. is crucial. I would also suggest a neck gaiter can do amazing things because if you've got a wind and it's cold, man, it can bite that neck. But also neck gaiters, you can like pull them up and it also can be used almost as like a balaclava or something like more mm-hmm. than just a neck gaiter. So get yourself a neck gaiter. It's multi-use. Yeah. And they're lightweight. Yeah. I do all kinds of stuff with my neck gaiters. I wrap them yeah. around my head. I've used them around my like thin gloves in a pinch when I felt like my hands were getting cold. Mm-hmm. I take, I, I'm always wearing two gaiters and I take them off and wrap them around my hands for like an extra double layer. gaiters. Yeah. Anyway. Double gaiters. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think All we right. answered their question. Fantastic. Lots of good stuff there. Yeah. Actual content. Yeah. Who not just thought? telling you, not just telling you to go down and hike in the hike Florida trail. Yeah. yeah Dilo, did you have any other questions tonight? I did, I did not. That's it. Okay. Well, well in record time, this is the part of the show where the show ends. We want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Big thanks goes to Trail Show 5th Chair, Liz Snorkel Thomas, for guesting on tonight's show. You can find Snorkel at Treeline Review and at eathomas.com. Many thanks to all our hotline callers. You too can be an audio micro star by calling the hotline at 720-893-2269. Last but definitely not least, thanks goes to all our monthly donors. Trail Show stickers are most definitely in stock. Get yourself a variety pack while they last with a $15 more donation on Venmo at the Trail Show or at thetrailshow.com. And frequently we're on social media. You know where to find us. We're also on Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Audible, Apple, Spotify, everywhere else you download your favorite shows. Thanks for hiking with us today. We know you have many podcasts to choose from. We appreciate you hiking with the trail show. Come back and see us again in February for our annual trail show, Roses and Romance Rave, which is guaranteed to be full of beers, trails, and nonsense. Until then, I'd like to leave you with some words from Jamie Lynn Beatty. Jobs fill your pockets, but adventures fill your soul. Mm. For POD, D-Lo, Triple O, and Snorkel, I'm Disco. Ciao. Boop, boop. <laughs>
2024, baby, live long. 2024. Almost a quarter of this century gone. Oh, true. Crazy. Just think let's, about that. Let's go hike the Trans Catalina Trail. Yeah. Trail show trip. Toilets. I like it. Firewood. Bison. Water fountains. Coin showers. Bison tacos. Bison tacos. What else do you need in a, a through hike, man? What did the what did the dad, the buffalo's dad, say to him when he left? Bye, Bye son. son. <laughs> I haven't seen any pickleball action here. I ate a lot of bison tacos. I got breakfast. I got a pizza. I got a beer. I got another beer. You said that last year, Pewdie, and you didn't do and it. I, I did a few. I did a few. No, you didn't do it. Not enough. Not enough. Not enough. Yeah, buddy. Viva los gatos. Do we have any hotline calls, Triple O? We have four. Oh. Three of them from one person. <laughs> <laughs> i'll let you guess who that might be i hope i hope it's it's someone we haven't heard from in a couple months el hike maybe, maybe. Los gatos, vato. 